My first Berkey was a big event, and the prospect terrified me. It terrified me so much, in fact, that I didn't sign up right away. I wanted to wait and see if I could get into any kind of skiing shape. What I didn't know was that the price of the Berkey went up by like 300% each day leading up to the race. Word to the wise, pre-register. This is even more relevant now, since these days registration closes several months before the day of the race. My old blue Rossies didn't fit me anymore, so I prowled around the house looking for some skis. I was sure that if I failed to find skis in the box of whatnot that had been handed down for generations, then the odds were pretty good I'd find a pair in some hidden closet or something. Most houses are full of stuff people have forgotten about and stored away. You'd be surprised at some of the things you can find in the closets of your own home. But this time, I had a purpose. I knew what I was looking for. My dad's top-of-the-line skis that he had never used. I embarked on my search, and three or four dusty alcoves later, I emerged victorious, a pair of Fisher skis and Solomon boots only about a year old clutched in my hands. A mouse was living in one of the boots, but I moved him out and was ready to ski. This was a significant moment for me since it underscored a commitment to the enterprise. I'd always played around with skiing before, but now skiing meant something. I was in kind of a post-high school funk and not too happy about the way things were going at work or in life. At 18, I hadn't yet learned that life is a never-ending roller coaster of highs and lows, and I didn't know to have faith in the inevitable rebound. Instead, I felt as if I was on the edge of the precipice and was about to tumble into a world of monotony and manual labor from which I'd never be able to escape. I had to do something that set me apart, something to allow me to believe that I was different and that I had some value. I needed something to hang my hat on, something to separate me. And believe me, nobody at that Cranberry Marsh had any intention skiing the Berkey. The image of the hoary beast from those unfortunate skiing misadventures of my youth still lurked in the back of my mind and gave me pause. The frigid pines of the trail north of O.O. still made me tremble. I lacked the physical fitness, the proper clothing, the waxing skills, and the technique, but my back was against the wall. I was going to be a skier. I had to be. Training was tough while working 40 hours a week doing manual labor. The good news was that the Cranberry Marsh was right next to the Berkey Trail, so I could stop off and ski right after work. The bad news was that I was always dirty and exhausted after putting in my eight hours. I would pull into O.O. in my ripped jeans and wool shirt and hammer out a few kilometers. Back then, it wasn't much to look at. I'd totter back and forth on my skis and everybody, I mean everybody, would pass me. I don't care how zen you are, when everybody's passing you at some athletic enterprise, you get a little frustrated and punchy. I started hating the faster skiers. I thought of them as rude. I thought of them as aloof. I found myself playing mini-games of chicken with them as I refused to give ground either as oncoming traffic or when they tried to pass me. It was envy, of course, as it was infuriating to watch them dance up the hills, floating over the terrain like mystical beings free from the pull of the earth. I, in contrast, was a lumbering beast with motor oil on my jeans and gnarled, scratchy hair on my face. We occupied the same place out there on the Berkey Trail, but our worlds could not have been more different. 
I suppose I skied aggressively because I wanted to prove that I belonged. But it was a misplaced aggression because it wasn't them I needed to convince. It was myself. I struggled to get in my ten kilometers, skiing out five kilometers and coming back in the dark. This was before the days of the lit trails. Back in my car, I'd turn up the heat and drive home, not bothering to change out of my cold, wet clothes. I'd arrive at my house, go straight to bed, wake up at 4 a.m., and start the whole process all over again.